What's going on, guys and gals? It's your host, Will, coming back for a new episode of the Hunt Stand Podcast. Field Note Fridays, powered by Moose Utility Division, your brand for all seasons. We are wrapping up our late season whitetail hunting tips and tactics with Pat Reeve. He's brought a lot of knowledge and a lot of good golden deer hunting nuggets to the table. And hopefully you have been able to pick something up from this and bag one already. Hopefully, you know, if you're in one of those states that the rut's over and you're in this same timing of year, you have been able to get out and bag one. All thanks to Pat. And uh, if you haven't yet, hopefully you're able to pick up on this and apply it to what you're doing for the rest of the season. And we hope that all of y'all have had a very successful deer season and just been able to pick up on something that we've brought to y'all from Field Note Fridays. But again, y'all, I just want to thank y'all for tuning into the podcast. Rate, review, I'm going to quit talking and let's get right to it, to this last episode of Late Season Whitetails with Pat Reeve. Man, I, I know we're getting short on time here. So, what would you say to wrap up this whole series is kind of that fifth and final consideration for late season? <laughs> I guess it's, uh, you know, t- kind of time management also is a big portion of, you know, hunting opportunity um, mm-hmm. because everybody's busy, you know, and, and just, you know, trying to look ahead, plan your, your hunting around weather, weather patterns, when the hunting opportunity is going to be good, because, Mm -hmm. you know, as time goes on in the season, it seems like, you know, into December time gets busier. Yeah. Yeah. Burnout might be a situation where it's like, man, I've hunted the entire year and I don't feel like hunting today or whatever. It's just keeping, keep them motivated, keeping your eye on the prize. Um, because again, sometimes that late season opportunity can be the best opportunity you're going to have the entire year. Um, uh, but, uh, just hunting smart. Um, I, you know, there's, again, there's so many factors that, that play into this whole, the whole equation, but, uh, you know, if you can keep your spots fresh and not put you know, where the deer feel pressured. Um, like, uh, we didn't talk about it, but we're always hunting food sources late, obviously. And of course, at the end of the night, the deer, the, the food, the food plot or whatever is generally full of deer. Right. And maybe you haven't, you know, haven't seen your buck that you're looking for or whatever. So, instead of climbing out of your tree stand or, or, uh, climbing out of your blind, and where the deer are like, what's that? Where did this come from? And and they're really paying attention to it. Um, I got to clear the field somehow. You know, if I don't have somebody to come in and drive in and pick me up and clear the field with a vehicle or whatever, an ATV, um, I got to clear them by myself. What I've done as a, as a practice to keep my hunting fresh to where I don't want a doe that's always pegged on that tree stand or that blind opportunity. And she's always circling downwind to try to see if anybody's there. Um, I just bark them out of there. And, uh, and it's not like howling like a coyote because they hear coyotes all the time. They deal with coyotes daily. Um, so they're not really that scared if they hear that, but you want to, you want to blow them out of there and you want to blow them out of there where they're not standing at the edge looking yet. I mean, they just are fleeing because they're scared for their life. And I, 
if you've ever heard a pack of dogs chasing a deer or even a dog, they have a fast, really barking cadence where it's like, yep. you know, and you got, they don't want to stick around. They just run and they don't know where it's coming from. They just know that this dog is going to eat them and it's on their butt. <laughs> and that's how I clear the field is just by that loud, fast, quick, instantly. I don't go woof, woof. I mean, I just start as fast came to right off the bat, dead quiet, just and they are just tails everywhere and they blow the field and they're generally they clear by a good ways to where you can quietly pack your stuff up you got a period of time to slip out of there undetected and then the next day they're back they're like Mm -hmm. oh man i don't hear that dog but if you climb out and they see you climb out there's ultimately going to be a big old doe that's going to be like man i'm going to see if that hunter's still there and she's going to be pegged on you the whole time from then on out so you've got to kind of keep that hunting fresh like i said if you got somebody come and pick you up that's the best case scenario um but um you know just because if they don't feel the hunting pressure and they don't know that they're being hunted they're going to be in that plot every day or they're going to be there all the time because that's their food source. And uh, that one of the other things that we really didn't have time to talk about, but just a lot, I see this happening quite a bit with uh, people um, you know, buy a farm and they get it, they're all fired up and they set up this farm and they plant a food plot here and they got a food plot over there and, you know, one ridge to the next, they got a, they got a food source on every ridge and the deer bedded in between them. I mean, one day they might be here and the next day they might be right over there and they're competing. And so, um, although you want to like provide as much food for them as possible, Mm -hmm. um, to keep them on your property throughout the entire year, you don't want to compete with yourself. So what we do is we'll plant food sources, um, that kind of they might mature at different points. Um, I mentioned that I plant green a lot because in our country, when uh, you might have a day, believe it or not, it isn't always hunting when it's extremely cold. You might have a day that all of a sudden it gets above freezing and it's mild out. And uh, you know, it's one of them high pressure days where it warms up to 40 degrees and it's been maybe 20. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you would not go sit on the bean field or sit on a, a cut corn field or something at that time. You would, you would change and you would go to the green plot because the green, it's like one of the warms here, the deer just vacuum to green. And they do the same in, in uh, different other parts of the country. I've hunted Iowa, Illinois and stuff like that. They love that green food source, um, especially if it warms up uh, any. And uh, our hunt strategy course changes then. You know, so even a, even a warm snap, um, we'll just start hunting green and leave the grains, which is basically the carbs where they're just getting that energy off of, um, also, um, you know, he mentioned cut corn or I, I know a lot of people that, that will cut their food sources and get the food on the ground. Um, deer like it better that way. Um, even beans to be honest with you. Um, when it gets on the ground, it, it retains some moisture and it becomes more palatable versus eating it, um, you know, off the pot or off the ear that's standing on a, on a cornfield, it gets some moisture in it and it makes it 
it seems like they like it. So, you know, like you see a lot of people in Iowa cutting corn and uh, deer, of course, vacuum right to it. And that's a, a big reason is because it's just easier. They like it better because they can eat it better. And, um, and of course you can manip manipulate their movement by where they're, where it's cut. So yeah. um, that's a big practice. You see, I'm sure a lot on TV and videos over big the time. years is, is getting them into those situations, but I, you know, um, yeah, we, we do a lot of that as well. Heck yeah, man. Well, Pat, I know some folks out there are definitely going to pick up on everything you've talked about today and start implementing it into their own hunt plan. But before we go, just tell listeners real quick where they can see the show, find you on YouTube, Instagram, or anywhere else. Well, I, I mean, we're on, uh, I think well, if I, I should know this, but I think we're on like <laughs> at least five times a week, but our primary anchor slot is mm. eight 30 on Tuesday nights central, um, on the outdoor channel. That's our, our TV, um, best time slot. And, and then you can, uh, of course go to drivenhunter.com. That's our website. Um, you can check us out on, we're, we're actually really doing a lot of stuff now on YouTube, um, where we're putting, you know, not just some, you know, long form videos on there, but we're, mm -hmm. we're doing some instructional or, you know, some tip related, uh, stuff like we're, we've been talking about today, um, where people are getting some value back on it. A lot of short form stuff we're putting, we're allowed now to put, um, you know, current content on there yeah. where we never could do that before. So, you know, we, we're editing our uh, Saskatchewan hunt together as we speak. So in another day or two, that'll be uh, up and posted on YouTube. So Sweet. people can see what's happening right away with us versus waiting a year, like you can do on TV to yeah. see a hunt or something. So yeah. of course we're on Instagram. You can search driven with Pat Nicole or driven hunter mm -hmm. and find, uh, find us there. But uh, yeah, we're, we try to stay engaged. Um, of course, the, the digital world is an ever-changing world um, that uh, that we're not been used to living in. But, uh, you know, in order to keep the the ball m moving in the right direction, of course, we got to do what we got. You know, we got to do it. Yep, we got to adapt. Well, Pat, I really appreciate your time this morning to talk late season whitetail strategies and learn a little bit more about you. But uh, thanks for your time today. Man, come up and, and hunt with me anytime late season. Man, I will probably have, I'll have to take you up on that one day. <laughs> Got an open invite. All right, y'all, there you go. That wraps up our late season whitetail tips and tactics strategy series with Pat. He's brought a lot of golden nuggets to y'all, and hopefully you've been able to pick up on them. I know I have myself, and I've thoroughly enjoyed doing this series with him. So again, y'all, if you haven't yet, make sure you got the HuntStand app downloaded free. We got Pro, and if you want to unlock all the features of HuntStand, upgrade to Pro White till today. Rate and review the podcast. I hope y'all have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and we'll see you on the next one.